Welcome to Mundo! Welcome to the Mute All Chat Podcast. I am your host, Flapjack Bill, and alongside me today, we have the only seafaring officer I trust in the bot lane, and the only good Senna ADC player left after the most recent patch. We've got Colonel Kraken and Proxy Jack in here tonight, and we're here to talk mad shit about League, help the low elo plebs like our former selves climb, and generally entertain you. This is a safe space for feeders and scrubs. Now mute all, and let's invade red. And die. and die. No. Wow. Is that is that about how how you feel, bud? That vocal harmony was nice. Let's sample it in the next <laughs> album on the next single. And die. And oh die. wow. <laughs> hey hey hey. You hey, know what, what we can you? honestly say this week, guys? You know what, what we can honestly do? What? TSM. TSM. <laughs> No, we're, no, 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 no. We're talking about LCS later. We're talking about us first. We'll do oh, LCS God. later. Uh, what's what's going on, boys? How's ranked? Uh, I mean, I feel yeah. like this is this is like when you have to like say an interesting fact about yourself in like eighth grade, and you're like, oh, oh. It's like you haven't been alive long enough to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, how how are you going, Prox? I mean, I'm doing terribly for the most part. I mean, I can't really say that because I've actually gone up. But gold four, I've hit gold three promos mm. three times already. Oof. But now I'm back down to 23 LP. Um, so I'm hitting that 200 uh, game mark here soon because what I'm at 95 wins, 78 losses for a total of 173 games. So. Boy, you are putting in the grind. Um. Oh. Oh. I returned. Yeah. Yeah. I was dead yeah, last week. You were dead. But I'm back. I'm. Yeah. Colonel Crack in the white now. Um. <laughs> I was. So if you guys talk to me on Wednesday, you guys talk to me on Wednesday, I'd be like, man, I love this game. I love the new meta. My chance fit in perfectly have really good matchmaking like i feel like i have a decision or i feel like the game is decided on my choices and my like ability and my like skill level this is great and i was like going i was like popping off i was actually had a really uh i had i had like a good win rate there for a while i was like 65 like 70 or something like that Mm -hmm. and then i played the last few days and i got up i got up to like silver one promos or like silver one, like ninety LP or something like that. And I'm like, there it is, boy. Here we go. And then just, mm-hmm. bro. Like, and the last, what is that? Eight games, nine games I played in the last like few days were just. It was bad. It was really <laughs> bad. And like, I was like, I felt like I wasn't playing well too. And I feel like even when I was playing well, it didn't really 
matter that much. Like it didn't um, contribute at all. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like where it's like, oh, you could. It was like a win lane, lose game kind of a thing. Or it's like a, it's like a wow. You really, you might as well just just throw the first five minutes of the game. Or like you might as you might as well like just, you know, just leave it up for like chance. And it it feels like at times it was like. I know it's like, oh, bot lane, it's such a bot lane heavy meta, and there, there's been games where I'm just like, no, it's not. It's just whatever champ happens to get insanely, ridiculously overfed mm -hmm. in any particular game, and it's like, and it could be any role. Like, it doesn't even, I mean, maybe besides jungle, because jungle is so freaking far behind right now, but I'm like, any of the three lanes can get insanely fed off of absolutely nothing, and there's nothing you could do about it and you didn't contribute and you didn't like i don't when i lose the games i don't feel like i lost them and then when i win the games i didn't feel like i was winning them either you know mm -hmm. what i mean it yeah. felt like it felt like i was just like you know like an alice in wonderland when like um they're playing like croquet and it's just broken it's, <laughs> it's like that like yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i uh, well really quickly james i don't think we got your rank no no um I don't play the game, you know. I have a podcast about it, but I don't, I don't play. Uh, <laughs> Why do you play? I'm so fucking busy all the time. Um, I I'm in Silver Three still. It's like th two or three weeks I've been in Silver Three, um, and the game quality has just drastically reduced. The games are fucking bad all the time and you there there's a lot of times where i'll play with kraken or even just by myself and we'll just make hot takes about the game at any given moment and one of my favorite consistent well, ones well, is well, uh, shinching it up pretty much yeah basically well, shinching it up from the other side of the map <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite ones that we've ever said though is like <clears throat> they have too many champions Oh yeah, they have too many. They have too many champs, <laughs> and it's like obviously it's still a five v five in the game, but we had a oh god, they, it we had a game yesterday. The work game. The yeah the the this the guy war, this the guy plays getting fed game yeah. is is like a collective hodgepodge of it's like the age of Ultron of, <laughs> of league games. It was everything <laughs> wrong with like the current like meta. Like <laughs> just the current state, like it was exceptionally bad. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Just talk about it for a second before we jump into the main topic of the day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we loaded in. I had just played a ranked game where I brought my team back from death's door with a very, very lucky triple kill. It was um, it a tune of what was it a, a twenty thousand gold comeback? Yes, it was about a twenty thousand gold <laughs> comeback. It was and it was a stupid heavy gold swing, um, but then the game that me and Kraken loaded into, uh, the enemy team picks. I have to first pick Anivia, so they pick Cassidin into me, which is a fat counter, and uh, mm -hmm. so that was I. I had a very non active lane we just sat around and farmed the whole time and sometimes we would trade on each other but no one could kill each other um we had a shako in the jungle and 
a Shen in top lane, and they picked Elise Jungle and Warwick top lane, and that Warwick top lane, from the first minute of the game, just annihilated Shen. He just put on a clinic and crushed him. I've looked at that guy's account. It's a level 38 account, so it's like 100% a smurf, and he's only playing off-roll shit, so he'll play junglers in top and supports in mid, and he's winning mm-hmm. almost all his games. So I don't... I, that That's like an outlier game. You're not always going to have a smurf in your game, but that one, we had a smurf in our game, and he was fucking it up. We just... Our Shaco started inting. Our Misfortune couldn't get off the ground, even though Kraken had, like, a huge Ample amount of... To, or... Yeah, Kraken did really well to kill her. Yeah, we we all put in work. Sorry, guys. What are you? Okay. Um. <clears throat> the uh, yeah, it was a it was just a terrible game. We 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 took one tower the whole game, uh, and two drakes, one of which misfortune stole. Uh, but it was like, just even if the Warwick, like. Even if they still had the Warwick, but our Shaco was like twenty percent better at the game, we probably would have won. Cause he made yep. he made significant errors where he was going in to try and steal a dragon and just immediately getting hit with the Elise. He was getting hit with Cocoon and then he was getting ulted by Warwick and then he was getting ulted by Cassidin and Morgana was hitting a binding on him. Like as soon as he went in, he died every single time. And he it, he had very little effect on lane. Uh, other than stealing kills from people he had he went 9 9 and 12 but he starved me out of a couple of kills and that Mm. that hurt us because i had a shitload of farm and i just couldn't do anything damage wise in that game but that that's the kind of that's the kind of games that we're getting right now in the midst of silver like it's the games don't feel fun they're annoying and it's just it's straight up a coin toss as to whether or not you're gonna win and that's i feel like that's not how league should be i feel like league should be a testament of skill of you against your opponents but at the same time it's very likely that in this elo you have people on your team who are confident they're god's gift to league and they're gonna play how they want and how they want is probably going to lose you the game. So it's like it's like I'm I'm playing on a Smurf right now just because I'm, you know, I was like KFLOS is strong, gonna try him out. He there's something good about him right now, and I just can't comprehend it. So I'm just going to keep playing him. I have it on my alt account. I was like, okay, let's do that. Shaco support. I'm getting. Uh, God, I think I had an Ash support. I had an MS support. It's like none of this stuff has worked for a long time for a good reason. It yeah. was very specific. It was very um, to the point for certain things. And so I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Ban the Shaco. And then immediately that teammate was like, okay, homophobic slur. Homophobic slur. <laughs> Guess we're, you're going to waste the next 30 of me minutes of your life if you don't dodge I was like i don't I really don't care i'm just here to practice this one champion and you're getting in my way of that so we played and holy crap was that game just awful he went zero 15 and zero 
I was in lane oh my by myself. It was only a 23 minute game, I believe. And I still ended up getting like a double or a triple here and there. Like I, I wasn't doing bad at all. And every, for whatever reason, the enemy team was like, you know, it's definitely on you. It's like, no, the fact that he wants to play like this is on him. Yeah. Um, that's that's rough. Um, that's kind of the state of league right now. The it's uh, the first couple of weeks of ranked have gone by, so everything is kind of shaken out, and people are starting their climbs uh, in the grind mode. And uh, if if you're out there in the middle of silver, it, it is the best possible advice I can give you is to just try and slog it out through the bad games, because you're going mm-hmm. to have them. There's a it's a guarantee the entire player base is in silver and gold. You're going to have bad games and you've just got to tough it out, figure out what's good for you and grind it. So you're the best at it. And then yeah, you'll climb. Okay. I hit the top, uh, 22, 20% already. So it's like, now it's like, wow, uh, it's not a lot, a lot less that is going to differentiate me from who I'm playing now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's and rough. and the more games you play, the more the more chances you have where you have players of your like either players of your skill level. So there's not like some so there's not like a random random diamond guy or like diamond master Smurf on the other team or stuff like that. And then so you won't have to you won't have to play down to like the idiots around you. Like it all it all even out the more games you play, ish. For the most part, because that's the issue that I was running to running into a lot, where it's like, uh, especially well from like a support like perspective, where it's like, oh well, if if we if we engage here, we can probably kill them. If we if I like if I like hit this bubble, if I hit this hook, we should be able to win this fight if we follow up on this engage. But it's like na 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 na. This is this is the silver scrapes where. Just because you do something, just because you make a play, that doesn't mean it's going to get capitalized on. You're better off just waiting around to have, like, for the apes together, strong play <laughs> than, it is, than it is to try to go grab a wounded deer and haul it to your teammates. You're better off just mobbing over there as a pack. Like, um, it's not, I mean, that's like not the perfect analogy because that doesn't mean I'm running off into like the enemy base as like freaking like Janna or something like that. Um, it's just a lot of times there'll be situations where like we'll die and I'm like, they were literally an auto attack or we're, we're an auto attack or two away from swinging this entire fight and probably the game. And if like a certain someone was here or if they altered at the right time or if they executed enough we would have, we probably would have had that, but it probably wasn't a good idea to even start the fight, even even to assume that other people are going to do their job in the first place. Um, which can be a frustrating place to be in. But yeah, I mean, yeah. <coughs> pardon me, Kraken. I know <laughs> you have a penchant. I mean, for the for the last. Uh, years that we've been playing you have a penchant to start playing these 
heavy engage tool uh, or do everything type supports. And that's one, like, I really love queuing with you because it, it guarantees that I don't have to be the one to pull the trigger on a play because I know you're going to be the one that's going to make that happen. But uh, it, it's kind of like a transition into the, uh, into the main topic I want to discuss here. What brought you to picking your like your main champions and like who are they what do they do uh so we're on we're on main street now we're on main street man all right cruising down sesame street yeah so um the last two or three seasons it's been nami not nami and nautilus and i just ricochet between i just ricochet between two depending on what the team needs whatever like which one is strong at the moment and like they're not flashy champs they're not there's not that much like media about them there's not that much like discourse about it because it's like oh nautilus and then you'll go in it's like yeah have you ever seen a nautilus with like 17 deaths because they're playing them like that <laughs> like or it's like have you have you played with a nami that is just kind of like is almost more like a really over glorified rejuvenation bead because all they do is just press w all day <laughs> like <laughs> like um yeah so i think even on the simple even on the simpler characters in the game if you use your like higher brain functionality you could be you can take them to a higher level and that's what separates the bronze three garens from the garens that are how high does the garen get to anymore <laughs> like, I mean, like, no, he's not, no he's not busted anymore but like it uh, depends i mean i think there was one sitting in challenger not long ago but it, i mean, I mean it's... there you go yeah yeah it's someone found a way to take garen at challenger so it's like it's um, possible i think the thing is about these the simpler champions like nami and nautilus is that it's not really so much the mechanics and like the combos and the character itself it's just it's more just like situational recognition and then reading reading the reading the other team as well as reading your own team um the reason why i started picking these characters was a i was playing league on a like a laptop and i would have like 60 frames on the lowest graphic setting so not the best. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, well, um, freaking, someone that's like really like hard to play. So I was like, oh yeah, Yasuo is not really working. It's hard to get like these advanced champions to work. And then um, what I like about playing Nami and Nautilus and like well like other sports like that is like what Flapjack said is controlling the pace of the game. And what I like about Nami more than Nautilus is because Nautilus goes one direction. And it's up your ass. I said that about a Hesperim a few episodes ago. <laughs> um, you can, do, you, can do dis you can do disengages, and you can play more of a tank, uh, like warden type Nautilus. It's just you're you're wasting cooldowns and mana and health on like on like suboptimal situations. What I like about Nami is uh, it's like when you play it's like when you play as Link in like Super Smash. It's like you can be. You, there's just a variety of things you can do, and I like playing a character where I know that 
no matter what the situation is, I can contribute something in this situation. Um, so I think, like, we all know what, like, Nami's kit is. Like, we all know about the bubble. We all know about the W, we know about the E and the alt. Um, really, the trick to Nami is using those abilities in the most optimal, like, in the most optimal way possible. Like, for example, like, you don't, you don't just bubble random, you don't just try to bubble shots randomly. It's like, oh, I'm going to shoot this out. I hope it lands. Because over time, that like, that's a waste of mana. And it is a tricky skill shot to land. So you don't just shoot it randomly. You save it for the optimum, for like the optimum moments when you will get that double bubble or you get that bu bubble no matter what. And then with W, I noticed a lot of times when I'm watching other, like, other Nami's player, Nami on the other team, is you need the reason why the W is good, it's not because it's like just like a guaranteed heal, like a health pot or something like that. If you can get the bounces, you create you create a you create a larger deficit because you damage someone and you healed someone at the same time. Mm. So the bounces mm. are really critical. And yeah, it's risky because you're squishy, but you need to get you need to get in you need to get up in people's business. You need to make sure you're getting those bounces. Um or else you're like mitigating the uh you're mitigating the you're mitigating the ability. Um also you wanna heal I mean for obvious reasons, you wanna heal champs that don't have good regen on their own. Um pretty much just keep your carry alive no matter what. Um and like with E, I mean the reason why she's so powerful at the moment is because they got that she had that ability. Um she she can empower abilities now, so she's pretty much like mm. a Swiss Army knife that can just fit in. Because normally it's like, oh great, we have Zareth. Too bad he doesn't auto attack ever. Um, you can you can put you can put you can augment abilities or like other champs' abilities now. Um, most of the time, it's better to just E yourself and try to create your own plays with the E. Sometimes it's a little too telegraphed for that. Um, it's better to wait till the fight has already happened. Put the E on someone. The enemy's not even paying attention because, you know, they're stupid or they're already fighting. There's no turning back. And now they have to deal with those empowered autos. And that's kind of the skill of... The skill becomes anticipating what your teammates are going to do, which is a, cha which is a challenge in solo queue because you can put an E on someone and they can just walk the other direction. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and... So you don't want to be using, like, these are nice abilities and stuff like that, but you don't necessarily want to be spamming them because you waste, you'll be wasting mana over time. I don't know how many times I've, like, I've, like, E'd myself four times in a row and got off, like, one auto attack. Now I'm at, like, quarter mana <laughs> or something because, um, um, really, if anything, you just want to make sure your wave is up because I honestly think the wave is probably, like, a top 10 ability in the game. Um, and this is something where I sort of make the case argument against, even against Nautilus, if I was recommending them. Whereas, like, I like Nautilus's point-and-click knock-up. It's really great. And it also, you, you can you can knock up people on, like, on its way there. Um, and it, it, goes, it goes underneath, like, terrain and stuff like that. What I like about Nami's ultimate is that Especially now in this meta, where there's so many, there's so many like jungle fights and there's so many like fights over dragon and stuff like that, 
is that you can make is that you can essentially five man Nautilus Nautilus all an entire team if you aim it properly. Um, you sort of wait like a hair after things start Ooh. getting dicey and once starts once people start like grouping up like the Phantalanx and three hundred, and then you send it down. Um, and the passive comes into play if you can hit your own teammates as well because what I think I think movement speed is a really underrated like stat in the game um, and the other thing about applying having movement speed having a movement speed buff and a slow same time is that speed is relative like um, so if you, you can slow someone from down from 100 miles an hour to 80 miles an hour right and it's like, whoa, that sounds crazy. But if you can slow them down 80 and make yourself go to 120 miles an hour, that's a 40 mile an hour difference. So that's why it feels like Nami slows are so much more frustrating than like any other slow. It's like, how did she get here so fast? It's like, yeah, it's because we had the zoomies. Like, <laughs> like literally, like yeah. It's um, which is why I got excited for when for when Yumi came out. I was like, hey, that feels like or a lot of the core concepts behind playing nami is um i don't know at first i like thought i saw similarities but uh, (laughs) and i think i think last thing before i move on there's only a couple things i really want to point out with nautilus but with nami you want to use sort of the stigmas about enchanters against other players because it's like, oh, it's Nami. She's not going to run up here. Or, like, she's not going to come fight me. She's not going to try to kill me. It's going to be fine. Or it's like, oh, it's Nami under tower. I'm Zed or Kazadin. I could probably get her if I try. And it's just an enchanter. She probably has her cooldowns down anyway. I'll just sort of waltz under turret. And if you, if you, can, if you can use that expectation against them and start a fight or lay down more auto attacks than anyone expects or you know if that cane is you know running circles in the freaking um in the terrain or comes straight out of it you can you can surprise him with a bubble and you can go on the offensive and he'll just be like oh my god and then you can you really can come up with like a kill against someone who is designed to kill you because they were, they just had tremendous oversight or like I noticed Morde- like Mordekaisers. Oh my gosh, dude. Mordekai- Mordekaisers take breaks. Like Mordekaiser mates, they take breaks, dude. If they get you, if they alt you, they'll just sort of waltz in a straight line up to you like, oh, I'm Mordekaiser and you're Nami. I'm going to kill you no matter what. And it's like, ah, bruh. I have like two million mastery points, boy. <laughs> like, and then you, um, you can... And because Nami doesn't have any... he doesn't, She doesn't have any hard mobility or she doesn't have any... um. She doesn't have any tankiness. It, it teaches you good evasive mechanics. Whereas, and if you can translate that to a character that has more survivability and escapes, boy, you'll be you'll be untouchable. You'll be like Barry Sanders, dude. You'll have like Kyrie Irving freaking handles, and you'll just be like breaking ankles. Seriously, dude, you'll be like untouchable. Um, but yeah, um, I think with in like Nami and like the other enchanters, maybe just support in general, like. It's it's just a different it's just a different game mindset where it's like okay, I might not be able to kill anyone on my own. 
and they might have a fed laner. However, if I do my job and I I I keep I keep the um, freaking what who are the who are the little things that follow the pipe piper off the cliff where they, where they shake or something like that? Yeah, yeah. If I keep the little Flemings from from eating <laughs> off like the from like the half dome at Yosemite, I can have three fed laners, and they only have one fed laner. So we all come out of like the Avengers Endgame portals, and we just roll up on that one Thanos. We can do it. We can beat him. Like, so, um, yeah. That's Nami for you. <laughs> as far as Nautilus goes. Uh, if there's anything like unique I'd want to say about Nautilus is um, no, never, never, fla never flash defensively. Try, try not to flash or like, unless if it's a really st sticky situation, then you need to be alive for like the next objective or the next team fight or something like that. The one thing that gets in Nautilus's way isn't the champions; it's the walls. Because unlike a lot of other engagers like Blitz or Leona or even like Nami, for example, really meta support or uh, like or like um, or like Bard, um, Proxy's gonna talk about him later. Um, if if Nautilus misses a hook, he can go into a suboptimal location on like the terrain. So if you save that flash for engages you pretty much have you pretty much can't get impeded on your engage um what else in in low elo uh, if you're in like silver and you're trying to climb on like and you're trying to climb make sure your adc is on the same page and is in a position to immediately follow up like make sure they're in auto attack range by the time you hook, you don't want them to be like on the other side of the lane, or you don't want them to be like far away. Because I feel like there was a time, and Nautilus really could just engage wherever he felt like. But now I don't really feel his tankiness is really all the same it could be mm -hmm. or used to be. And you know they did nerf that Q, and it seemed like oh that's not that big of a nerf. It's the CC that's the problem. It's like the thing about the damage on the Q though is that you you just kill people so fast at level two. Because you had more damage, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, um, and at least what are some other things? Um, oh, uh, flash autoing. Flash autoing. I finally get the chance to talk about flash autoing. So, um, <laughs> uh, one thing. Because if if you can if you you can hide behind the minions, make sure they're safe. Flash over the entire wave, just auto attack them in the face. See if they're gonna burn their flash to go away. In which case, you can just use your your alt anyway. Hook, and then there's your kill. Um, the thing that I like about using the auto attack to the auto attack stun to initiate. It's just that they just don't. They just don't react. They just they just they just see you walk. I I, I don't know if people forget that Autolus that Autolus that Nautilus has a stun auto attack, or because I noticed I noticed with a lot of Nautilus play I've seen if you lead with R, the and like it's sound it's honestly one of my favorite sound effects in the game, 
but people react to it. They'll start walking away, or they'll they'll use their escape, or they use their flash as soon as you go. Dun, 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 dun. And you might not even have a chance to follow up your own ultimate sometimes. But if you if you get them, if you catch them on their toes and you just auto attack them, or if you just walk up an E, they'll just think, oh wait, what's going on here? Is he gonna is he gonna like is is he actually about it? Is he bluffing? Can I just trade him here? And that's when you that's when you get him in the middle of their like thought process. Um, but yeah. Uh, Nautilus, I feel like doesn't have the same impact like late game as Nami does. I feel like I said this. <laughs> I said this in an earlier game. I was like, I was playing and I was like, Nautilus, Nami is a late game hyper carry champion. <laughs> it's just because the, the five man alt, the, the not, I, I'd call him, I call him nine man alts honestly because there's because there's the speed move passive. And 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 redemption and and the and the triple bubbles. Um, yeah, I feel like she makes a bigger impact in like the team fights um, where, um, you know, maybe other champions will. Because I feel like I'll get bullied out of lane by like you know Karma or like Sona a little bit. But um, when push comes to shove, and it's it's the freaking. You know, it's the freaking scrap out, or it's the freaking battle outside of Helm's Deep, and it's for all the marbles. And I have a better alt than you do. And um, that could that could be that could be the game right there. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, you've uh, you've definitely uh, caused some panic in some players by flash autoing with the Nautilus there. <laughs> I, uh, I I love to see it. It's one of it's one of my favorite plays you've ever made. We were playing a dual bot game, and you were just you're like meandering around in front of our wave, and you were like, "Oh, I have a play," and you just did it. And I was like, "Oh, oh okay, okay, here we go." And I I had to hustle up to follow up, but it was it was good fun, and we've had a good laugh about it since then. But uh, yeah, those are those are the you know the premier the premier Kraken supports uh proxy you've got a wide variety of champions that you play talk to us about your mains man i mean i gotta say uh, i when he came out i was like one of the few people that loved him i was one of those ones that just was like man this champ is great no one else agreed with me and honestly he's fallen off the bandwagon again but man bard i he is so difficult and so much fun because you can just set up so many different plays you have the ability to stun off your Q. it's not the greatest heal it's nothing like nami mind you um the heal is there to help out and honestly i wish they would put the heal or put something else for that heal but man you can do a little bit of utility but the ability to waste people's time by e by you know, preventing them from taking a tower, getting that free dive, and doing it, or like just pausing an entire um, situation and winning somewhere else. Um, I absolutely love having that Ian the ult to just do whatever you want. Um, being able to move quickly through the jungle and like roam is so underrated. And without that, like, it just makes Bard fun. Because, yeah. You're going to be leaving lane a little bit, but you're there to help the team. You're one of those champions that's 
really there to help people. I love Bard. I have a like a hundred K mastery on him, which isn't a lot. And that's only because he's just fallen off in the last few years since he's or like year or two since he came out. Mm. Um but absolutely love that champion. And then I got Twitch, who is another one of my favorites. Man, I love this character. I have like 200k mastery on him. And Riot, my boy, what did you do to my boy? <laughs> With the nerf on items this time around, it's really sucked trying to play him into fights. Because like last year, start of the meta, fantastic. Bork, you get that uh, Gwensu's. Like you were amazing to play. He felt great. He was really good at like, um, doing stuff with lane or in lane, um, especially when Yumi came out. But I was doing really well at the start of the year last year with him. I absolutely just fell in love again with the champion. And so I was so ready for just like get to plat just off of that, between that and my RE play. And so then all of a sudden Yumi came out and it was just like, oh man, this is great. Never have I ever fell in love with a better combo than Yumi uh, Twitch. Because <laughs> you get the Q combo from Yumi, so she's slowing them. You get the ult combo uh, from her. And this is all while invisible, too, mind you. So, like, you can't see the Q until it hits you. you or the Yumi Q until it hits you. Suddenly, you see these two lines pop out of the air, and you still haven't seen Twitch or Yumi, and they're ready to start rooting you. They haven't seen you in lane yet. Uh, it just absolutely destroyed people last year, which was so much fun. Because, like, all of a sudden, boom. You're like, wait a minute, that's Yumi ult. Oh, shoot, I'm already slowed. And now Twitch just appeared, and he's ulting you. Such a fantastic, beautiful combo. And it was so mm -hmm. underestimated. Had a lot of fun with Twitch. And I just, oh, I don't know what, I don't know what in the world Riot did to him. Man, I miss him. I miss him so much. He was great. Uh, uh, I just, I wish that we could get some adjustment on the Bard W, so that way we could bring him back, give him a little bit more of that, you know, I can do whatever I want again, because oh, uh, if he had, like, something else to help him out with, just getting a little bit more damage, so he's either a big threat in terms of damage, like a Lux player, by adding in stuns and um, doing whatever he wants to get in and out, or like making him an actual tank and giving him something like a Garen W, where he can just kind of, or, or Leona W too, where he can just kind of do whatever he wants, it would make him so much more fun again. Uh, like He just needs a little bit of, he needs some minor tweaking, maybe just a, a new W and that champion would be so much fun to just see roaming around, helping out all of the or the entire team. And then with Twitch, maybe some early damage just to help out with farming, um, so that way he can like get that get those minions a little bit because uh, he's really hard to uh, farm with because you either have to rely on E sometimes to just like poison stuff, or maybe just like making it so he's invisible which is a big part of his kit, doesn't re get revealed by control wards. Like, um, I think Evelyn does, but, like, Rengar doesn't. 
what's the point? Like, Rengar just presses ult, and you can't see him at all unless you have a red trinket, and then that still doesn't stop him. Twitch presses Q, walks by a control ward, and that entire lane phases over if that you can't if you can never clear that control ward out. So, love the two champions. I just I would love to see some minor tweaks on both of them so that we see some more play. And I think that leads up to your mains flap. Yeah, but like Riot, please help this man. He is he is <laughs> he is sad boy. He needs he needs his rat. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I've got mid lane mains that are not, how can I put this, meta or uh, good. Um, and they're both tricky because in order to play what I normally play uh, to a lot of effectiveness, you need to be on for a hundred percent of your game you can't have holes in your early game you can't have holes in your lane phase you can't have holes in your vision uh because you'll get punished for making mistakes even even from the lowest of the low players they'll see you do you'll they'll see you slip up and they'll get you they'll get you every time um but yeah i've got uh anivia and galio as my two mains uh, for this oh. season, I've been playing them, and last season I had those hurt. I had like a, I think like a ninety percent win rate on Galio last season. I just I played him more than twenty games, but I didn't play more than like that, so I didn't really <laughs> maximize what I could have had with Galio last season. Uh, but my main main no, it could have been a, a freaking high diamond Galio one trick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Who maybe knows? I should have switched. Should have switched Who from Anivia to Galio. Yeah. Uh, but my uh, my highest mastery is in Anivia. I've got probably like damn near three hundred thousand mastery points in her now. Pretty close to there. Uh, I just uh, it was hard for me originally to figure out why I liked playing Anivia so much. Um, I started playing her back in season four. Uh, and I think the reason I saw so much success and what I enjoyed about her in the beginning was uh, a long time ago, you could cast a Nivea ultimate and it would be a fully formed storm at the maximum uh, oh, size, yeah. and it was just Forgot automatically dealing the most amount of damage it could. Uh and I guess, like, I never saw it in pro play unless Froggen played it in Europe when he was playing in Europe. Uh, so I assumed, like, this champion is probably never going to get nerfed or buffed because no one ever plays it. And I feel like I can do pretty well on it. So it's probably just going to stay the same. But her kit is... Uh, it's got a little bit of everything that you could want as a mid laner. Uh, she's got crowd control, a lot of crowd control. Um, she's got abilities that buff other abilities. If you hit an enemy with your Q stun, which is a skill shot, or they stand in the fully formed ultimate, uh, which is a big circle that takes up half the lane. Uh, it's just a big snowstorm. Uh, if you tag an enemy in either of those and then hit them with your your E, which is a big ass icicle, uh, they're 
they're hurting pretty bad. Um, or they're like out of that fight for the entire time, unless they can heal up. For sure, for sure. I there've been there've been countless lanes where I've played against bad Yasuos or bad assassins, talons especially, uh, mostly melee assassins that just think, you know, it's level one. I have ignite and flash. I can all in this Anivia. At, even at level one, definitely a level two. And they don't take into account the fact that the passive on Anivia is if you kill her, she just becomes an egg for like, I think it's like 10 seconds. And then after 10 seconds, if your egg doesn't die, you come back to life with like full health and mana. That's that thing no one respects. It's like, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, wait a minute. You're just egg form. I lied. I'm not going to dive you. It's the best against melee because if you egg under turret, they can't, they can't even threaten you. They have mm -hmm. to sit back. But I, I can't even tell you how many times someone will go on me with their blow their whole kit, their flash ignite, everything to try and kill me at level two. And they jump into range of turret because they're like, I got this kill. And oops, stun, E, two turret shots, and they die while I'm an egg. And then I get to farm two waves back, spend first blood gold and two more waves of gold worth to get tier or whatever you need. Um, there's a oh, pretty... Was up? Mention mention how a healthy Anivia is basically a tower that can move to any <laughs> freaking lane, and it's also sort of a Rift Herald too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Anivia on the on the League of Legends website. If you go to their champion list and you look up Anivia, like he's a badass bird character, but like they list her difficulty as high, and I think that's that's misleading because i think there's two different skill floors for anivia i think there's a generic skill floor where you have your qe combo and your ulti combo and your ult q combo and all that stuff but i think there's another skill floor for the champion where you can utilize a lot of her kit to stop a fight or to prevent a fight or to start a fight she like like i was saying she's kind of a jack of all trades character if you can land a perfect wall as an engage you've hit this the higher skill floor because your combo there is you throw a wall down in front of somebody who doesn't have flash drop ulti on their heads and as soon as they pick a direction to start walking, throw Q at them so they get locked down in the ultimate. Hit them with E while they're stunned and they've been taking damage this whole time. If you're really bold, you've taken Ignite and not Teleport, and then you can Ignite them and kill them. Like, no opposing mid laner who doesn't have a silence or a crowd control of some sort can actually do anything if you hit that combo correctly. It's, mm. it's a lot of things you have to do right in a row which is why it's a higher skill floor. But it's it's absolutely insanely powerful if you execute properly. And that's the difficult part. I think that's why Riot thinks it's a hard champion is because, yeah, you can do a lot of stuff if you don't have a mastery of the champion. But if you do, you are, like Kraken said, you're like a Rift Herald and a tower that moves around. You can do so much. You can block off an entire fight. Once you hit max level on her wall, it will block like 
90% of mid lane from river to river. Like, it's a huge-ass piece of terrain. And yeah, sure, Talon can go over it. People who can go over terrain can go over it. But your AD carry, who doesn't have Flash, your misfortune, she's stuck. Like mm. a lot of times, people don't even people don't even try to like eat over the wall. They just sort of stand there and like. <laughs> yeah, but this is silver. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but... I I I like keeping track of this particular stat, uh, for me because it it reaffirms me sometimes that I am pretty okay at this game. Uh, but the website League of Graphs is a lot like uh NAOPGG. And they'll track uh, across the world the player base and whatnot. And I ended last season uh, with a ranking somewhere in the top like 2,000 uh, Anivias in uh, North America. And that was really cool to me. I liked that. I, I liked that I had a little claim like I'm one of the top like 1% of people who plays this champion and I'm in silver, you know? Um, and they, they have their own like spectrum to rank players who play the champions and you have to have a sample cool. size games. But right now, cool. I think, I think the tier that you're in is like the biggest like yeah. factor. Yeah, of, almost yeah. definitely. Yeah. It is really funny though. There'll be a guy in like silver three that has like a higher, that is like higher ranked than like a guy that's like diamond, like four. Cause the guy in diamond four is like a 31 rate. <laughs> Like I'm a champion. Yeah, there's, there's no comprehension on how to use the combos or whatever, but I, <laughs> I, I'm always I always like to look at like my rankings on champions and krakens as well. I haven't really looked at proxies, but I know Kraken has three three champions in the top like four thousand supports in North America, which is pretty fucking cool if you ask Proxy me. Proxy has the the negative tenth best Senna. In yeah, he's the world. best Senna ADC in the in the whole world. In the whole galaxy. He's he's <laughs> better better than double lift. Uh, we can go to Neptune and we won't find a better I don't know. Senna <laughs> Senna's hurting right now. Like I would have pull, pulled her up, but it's like right, it's like uh, ADC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. We just but, uh, to support with the gun and people played her AD carry? How? <laughs> what is this? It's like, yeah, it's like what do you mean? Here's a gun. Uh, He's gonna get played AD. Like, nope. Anywho, the uh, when I'm not playing Anivia and just holding team fights hostage, uh, I like playing Galio because it's another it's another champion, and I, I play Galio for the same reason uh, that we had a conversation when Kraken wasn't here about tilting your opponents. Nothing feels worse than uh, dying solo lane to a tank. Nothing feels worse. To Galio, specifically. It, I feel like it was one thing to get got by old Galio, who had like a huge amount of burst damage. Who, and could... who, can, pentakill, who can pentakill you under your tower. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's Kraken's first pentakill, was Galio. Uh, but, like, they, they gutted old Galio and put they they took all his power out of his damage and put it back into him as a practically a juggernaut I feel like and he is 
his damage numbers at a base level are pretty nuts for all the utility and stuff that he has. It's because of that just extra tick now. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, even before the tick, it was, he was just so good. Yeah. Like that tick was like, kind of like the big thing. If you hit all three, like it was a decent chunk of damage. And now there's a fourth, like, like look at that WWE meme where guys falling back in his chair. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like that fourth tick, it's just More, yeah, yeah. So he's got the he's got the passive smash where he'll auto attack for what is effectively the uh, the area of a Tiamat auto attack every eight seconds. So you in in one engage in like a skirmish in mid lane, you can you can auto attack in an area of effect two or three times if it's a slow fight. But he, he's got that, and that's got a fuckload of damage on it. And then his Q, like you were saying, the, the Wind Blast, it's got extra damage on it now, as though he needed it, in my opinion. Uh, and it's really good. And then they took his old ulti and put it on his W, so now he can taunt everybody in a big area around him, and he takes reduced damage. And they, they did nerf the shit out of him briefly when you could start charging w and then flash while you had it on and now now you can't do that so you can't flash stun anyone with zero time to react now they have a little bit of time to react because you have to flash and then charge the w uh but his justice punch uh, has a significant amount of damage it's enough damage on the eq that you can clear wave minions you can clear a wave at like i think like five minutes if you queue the back line of ranged minions and then you e through them you will kill all of them and then you area of effect auto attack the melee minions once wait around for a second and then do it again you just wipe the wave in a couple seconds. It's crazy. His damage is stupid. But I personally, I like playing him because when I started playing Galio, Kraken was playing jungle as a secondary, and he was roaming around the map, being all, all aggressive with his invades and shit. And I would pick Galio so that he could go start fights in the jungle, and I could come in on top of his head. And what? What was the... I playing? It was playing like Nocturne or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, because we were playing the we were playing the Nocturne Galio, and <laughs> I would I would I would make a roam towards top while you were setting up an ultimate, and as soon as you went in, I was Hallelujah, it's raining men like <laughs> <laughs> it's raining Batman and oh Batman and fucking Galio, dude. Dude, that cinematic is so sick, dude. Oh man, it's so sick. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's fun. I like I like Galio a lot. He's really simple to play. Highly I would highly recommend picking him up as as a mid lane or a top lane just because he he has enough stuff in his kit that he can survive a lane and even win a lane if you get the if you get a cocky opponent. But he also just he has a team fight altering kit. And honestly, in this elo where I have 
fucking monkeys for teammates. Like, I don't even use my ultimate to engage a fight. I use it to escape. Like, if I'm in a bad trade or a bad fight and I have a teammate near me, I am going to that teammate as fast as I can. And it's it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card, honestly. <clears throat> but the, uh, yeah, he's just, he's got enough defensive tools in his kit to thwart ganks. Like, I, if I were playing Nocturne, I would never ultimate a Galio. I would never turn the lights out and go in on Galio because he'll just taunt you as soon as you get there, and then he'll stun you, and then he'll knock you up, and then he'll walk away while you take tower shots, and then you die. And it's free gold for him. What about Galio, John? Uh, oh, wait, now the XP sucks. You won't be able to get to... Yeah. Well, no, they did just buff it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. They buffed it a little bit, but it's still... The the way jungle feels right now, the best champions to play are your fucking perma-ganking junglers, like Elise, Lee Sin, Gragas. You know, all these really hard-to-play junglers. Uh, yeah. The worst junglers to play are junglers who farm forever and don't do anything like Master Yi, Graves, uh, Teemo. You know, those shit-ass junglers. I hate seeing them. I hate I seeing them like, in my games. I feel like the opposite happens. Like, when when freaking... I mean, this is just, like, kind of just random tangent. Or, I feel like when farm heavy junglers are popular or like are like more in vogue then you get the flip argument you get the flip argument where it's like junglers aren't ganking my lane what the <laughs> heck <laughs> and then like when when gank heavy junglers are popular it's like get out of my lane this is annoying <laughs> so it's like it really is uh, and and one thing, I was listening to The Dive, because I always do that on Wednesdays before uh, we record. I listen to the podcast while I'm at work. And one thing they mentioned today is, like, optimally, if you're going to play as a team, the best thing a laner can do for their jungler is give the jungler an entire wave of CS. Because it's a bunch of gold. It's a decent amount like of Like right now or, like, in general? like uh, Right now. Because in general, laners still need that XP. But, like, if if a jungler comes and taxes your wave, stereotypically, you're going to get mad. Because it's like, I I'm greedy! I'm playing League for me! I need all the golden XP for me! And then you flame him in all chat, and then you lose the game. But, like, the jungle is so weak, even with the buff to XP in their jungle, like it's still optimal for them to be ganking lanes and leeching the XP anyways. If you go down 5 CS against your lane opponent, it's not the end of the world. It's two pots. And then if you go down another 5 CS, then it's like, hmm, okay, things could be problematic here. But it's still like, if you kill him in lane you get all that CS back and the gold for killing him. So it, people aren't taking into account, I think, the economy of the game and the way it is right now. Um, and it's not like it applies to fucking our games. We have morons on our teams and on the other teams, so no one's actually going to implement these kind of strategies in our ELO. But 
I think uh, we, we've effectively covered uh, all our now. mains. I do say that now. <laughs> Just wait till the next patch when jungle's the most broken role. Um, we've covered all our games. Let's do a recap real fast of LCS. Fuck LEC. Don't even care about those those goons. It's just the D, the G two show over there. Nobody else matters. Well, I have um, a really cool fanatic keyboard that lights up. That's dude. That's swagging actually. <laughs> <laughs> I I have the OG fanatic Corky skin. <laughs> I never get uh. to use it because Corky sucks. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. Let's do a quick rundown. Uh, last week was. What I think can be best described as what the fuck? 2007 college football. (laughs) (laughs) We we led last week with CLG finally winning a game over Evil Geniuses, which is nice. Nice for all you CLG fans. Um, Yeah, dude. And then in what shocked the world, 100 Thieves smacked the shit out of Team Liquid. Medios, Medios was in his final form and he just ran him over and someday was also in his final form and he flatlined impact for the entire game. No one could do anything about it. And double played just... Senna, so you know it was a waste of a game. Yeah, can we just talk about though like Sven finally has the one death? Yes. Hey, can we name the episode us. Sven died? Yeah, I guess. The Report Sven. Report Sven. Sven. Resort Sven is the is the <laughs> wait he didn't die in the no pizza party he, he died die he died in the game? he died in the dignitas game mm-hmm. because it was frog and through Saturday and yeah, then frog and flash to kill him and... oh I was like looking in the wrong I was like looking in the wrong like direction Cloud Nine uh, still won both their games but yeah Sven did die uh, a death. <laughs> TSM gave no Dignitas kills. the hands. Cloud9 gave FlyQuest the hands. No uh, kills on Aphelios. Report feed. <laughs> Trash. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. That was that was interesting. So it's, it's a right-click champ. How can you even not get killed? How do you lose? Well, uh, they didn't lose. Oh, yeah. It was Cloud9. <laughs> um, the, next, uh, the next day was Sunday. Immortals uh, gave it to 100 Thieves somehow that was that the no that wasn't the backdoor game that was just immortals Immort- playing correctly immortals got my got their im back <laughs> yeah you after, roasted them they're, they're, yeah they're they're immortals and then they they got their im back yeah they they they're, they're up uh, there for them too yeah for now <laughs> for now <laughs> um next game tsm gave it to golden guardians in what was the strangest draft I ever saw out of TSM with the flex of Kiana to top lane to let Broken Blade just run rampant and Bjergsen played Orn and went 0-0-9 like a yeah. goddamn G. That's, Mid-Orn. that's amazing. Mid-Orn. Dude, after that game, Kraken told me to play Orn mid, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will you not like, do You that. like control? You like controlled CC uh, mids? Yeah, but I I'm mean, Orn's bad fun at Orn. to play, though. He is huh? fun. I'm just bad at it. If you got good with him, though, it's like a lot of the same concepts you're talking about with Galio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I just ram a wall. You don't die. Yeah, and he, I can give the team a couple thousand golden free items, too, so maybe I will pick yeah. it up. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah. after that, Cloud9 sauced on Dignitas. Uh, rough week for poor, poor guys over at Dig. Uh, they did kill Sven, though, so, you know, the moral victory. Um... What <laughs> <laughs> if that's Sven's only death? Team Dignitas will be the only team... The only team to kill him. Yeah, and he'll, he'll make sure that he essentially has the uh, highest uh, KDA for the entire season then. Yeah, he never dies. Yeah, that would be that would be actually incredible. He'd be up there with the best of the players of all time, like Chovy and those guys. I think Chovy has the record. He's a Chinese player, I believe. Um, FlyQuest took an L from Evil Geniuses, which is, feels real good for Evil Geniuses. They did something. <laughs> and then the fucking night to end all nights monday night league february monday 10th 2020 league. game one fucking full stomp golden guardian sent liquid to hell and it That's wasn't really a bloodbath but my god did closer play out of his mind yeah. He, they, he, he, like, Nick Foles did it and just turned into a god for, like, five seconds. <laughs> he, uh... I don't know why they put... <laughs> they, Team Liquid put Double Lift on Senna again after again. he's had an interview where he says he doesn't like it and he doesn't he think like, it fits their team. Senna. Like, just, Kane and Dodo are the coaches over at TL and they're just losing their fucking minds. I don't know what's going on with them, but... Rox is in, Shurn fires out, so we'll see what happens next next week. Um, but yeah, that puts Liquid, the perennial champions who've won four splits straight. They're at two and four. Uh, somebody, you know, call on Mister Broxo. Maybe he'll save. Maybe he'll save NA. <clears throat> but uh, CounterLogic Gaming was given Immortals the hands, but Immortals proved that. They picked up the best possible French player in Soaz, and he did what Soaz does best, and he backdoored the shit out of CLG, and they just... <laughs> I'm sorry I'm giggling. It... I just keep thinking of all these roasts, dude. <laughs> yeah, you've got you, you've got the, the big-ass list of uh, player and team roasts. <laughs> we'll have to have, yeah. like, a, uh, you know, like, the best of... We'll have to do a, a roast... A roast episode well, where you, we just ream every team. Once you finish your, once you finish your summary, I'll tell you how I feel. All right, all right, we'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, CLG was winning the game hard, got the Ocean Soul, and then uh, didn't push out their mid lane wave. They had the Baron buff, and then Immortals was like, "Oh, I see you've left your front door unguarded. Well, we'll just take that, and then the jewels in the safe." And then the safe, too! And then they won the game. <laughs> and in the meantime, CLG was in top lane going, What's happening? And and that was just a damn shame for CLG fans. More like, more like counter illogical gaming. <laughs> Shut uh, the fuck up. Destroy. <laughs> you know CLG is going to have a 2 0 week next week because you fucking reamed him. Yeah. yeah, like a roast of the morals and then go 2 0. We should I go? Oh, what if I'll say something good about Cloud Nine and they'll play bad? Well, I mean, th you probably don't need to do that because Cloud Nine's got a rough week. Uh, well, not a rough week. They've got 
one of their roughest looking games ahead of them this week. They got to play TSM, who's looking a pretty good, and Cloud Nine's also looking good. So that'll be a well, that'll be a match. It, it, it's 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 Cloud Nine and O. So Cloud Nine and O. You think they're gonna win nine games before they take an L? Nine and O. I think. Oh man, that's a dream, baby. Yeah. I would love that. Oh, That'd be my, sick. my team is back. I don't, I'm mad that Sneaky's not there, but as long as as long as they're back on the map, I'm happy. Listen, Proxy, I'm going to tell you this right now. If Sneaky is on that roster, they are not six and out. Not not because not because Sneaky's not because Sneaky's bad. Not because Sneaky's bad. Sneaky's a good player. He was the best player on Cloud Nine. I think. If C9 still has Sneaky and Vulcan, uh, I don't think those two players' play styles jive very well. Mm. And I think that's, at very least, it's going to cause, you know, you're not going to have the Cloud9 bot laner, you know, with one death for, like, the whole split. Uh, he's he's going to die, spin, but... He would, have had a, he would have to not die. Well, that was the whole big thing is Sven, everyone was saying, like, Sneaky is better than Sven. That was yeah, the issue true. they had. And this is why it's so incredible that he's doing so well with it. Yeah. I think Vul Vulcan has really made his money's worth at Cloud9. They've spent a bajillion dollars to get him, and I think it's worth it. They, they're, they're really just giving the hands to the league. But I have a prediction for the Cloud9 TSM game after you stop smashing your mechanical keyboard. Uh, the uh, If you watched last weekend, the European games, um, G2 played Fnatic, which was the number one team playing one of the number two teams. And Reckless, the AD carry on Fnatic, was also, like Sven, deathless. And then they played G2, and G2 killed him five times. Mm -hmm. They just went to bot lane and murdered it again and again and again and again and again and if uh if tsm does that to cloud nine i think cloud nine might drop a game if tsm doesn't do that and they try to play through top and give broken blade the reins to just run rampant across the map i think tsm might take the game but i don't think tsm's gonna win i think cloud nine's gonna win and just continue looking super dominant because I think Licorice is really good by himself, and Broken Blade needs Dardock to make him good. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. We've seen how you good Broken Blade You destroyed that man, be. and you didn't even make a pun, dude. <laughs> or like, there's a reason why they call him Broken Blade, because he does no damage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Christ. Oh my god, nah. It's it's gonna be a good week of league. Cla uh, Team Liquid plays Immortals and Counter Logic Gaming, so they have not only an, a somewhat easier week, but they get to play with Broxa. So, well, at least we think they're gonna play with Broxa. But hopefully, hopefully we can actually see what's on the table for uh, Team Liquid. Yeah. On the bright side for North America, this split doesn't fucking matter. What matters is summer, so it's okay if you can't get your kinks out right now. <clears throat> it's not okay if we get three weeks into summer and 
TL is in the same boat two and four. Like that would be bad. That would be really <laughs> bad. Especially since they took one of the best junglers out of EU and brought him to NA just to have him try and fucking Superman carry Team Liquid across the finish line. God, what a rough time to be Broxa. I heard someone else in some other podcast was like, this is like the easiest time Broxa will ever have. There's no pressure on him. Are you fucking kidding me? Team Liquid looks like the dumpster that's on fire and Broxa just showed up and all he's got is one fire extinguisher. This is not going to go and well. Four individual fires. That's just the players. The coaches are on fire too. <laughs> the whole the whole building's on fire whenever they show up. It's just rough to watch. And they pick Senna every time. And it's just sad. And... The, the liquid? The liquid is gasoline. And, and that is burning. <laughs> <laughs> it's gasoline. <laughs> That's going to be the name of the episode. The liquid is gasoline. <laughs> and everything's on fire. Oh my god. That's funny. Alright. I think I think that's going to do it for this week. Figure out your mains. Your tool tip of the day to climb in low elo. Figure out who your mains are. Play them till you die. Try wait, and be wait, the wait, best. Wait, wait, wait. One more, one more roast. One more roast, right. right? Give us one more. Wait. Liquid, liquid drops O2 this weekend? They were O2? Yeah, they were O2 this week. Can't spell double lift without two L's. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was that was that was that good was as bad. hell. Uh, wow! Uh, Turns out he's in the uh, everyone else who is trash. All right, that's enough from the silver players. <laughs> <laughs> hey, silver roses die. Uh, Silver play diamond roasts. That's what we <laughs> offer here. That's, that's what we offer here at the Mute All Chat podcast. <laughs> oh my god. All right. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Good night. Good night. That's got a sting.